This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And it is a drizzly day. No, it's just raining. And raining and gray and uh, dismal. I don't know if you follow William Gibson on Twitter, but his, his handle, his Twitter handle is Great Dismal. Which is a, is that an oxymoron? Because it's, you know, it's great, it's good, and then it's dismal. And, uh, right, so, topic is own voices. But also, sort of, you know, riffing and, and going off into the blue yonder. I've got, I've got chips on the stove. I've come up with this um, routine of taking a potato doing it in quarters, and then um, throwing that just into a, a frying pan, a covered frying pan. And it goes 17 minutes on one side, and then flip them over the 17 minutes on the other. The cut. Moss, why are you telling us this? Well, you see, the whole potato symbolizes um, our culture, and then its uh, intersectionality. It's divided up, and but it can all be consumed. <laughs> no. This is just noise in the background. I've got a kettle going for some, some tea, hopefully don't prop me up. In, okay, so the topic. And to, uh, to start, I've, in the past I've dyed my hair black. Um, and, and, and yet it wasn't with this intention of, uh, you know, switching races, seeming to be another race, uh, you know, and it, I was, I was modeling after my, um, my misspent heroes and, you know, icons and, you know, oh, this uh, rock and roll band, pop band, whatever, they, they're speaking to me and I feel something. Uh, anyways, so dressing up, going out, and hanging out with other people uh, that had black hair. And in contrast, uh, through my uh, communist community, it's not really a communist, it's... it's <laughs> they, they've all sold out and moved on, and it's questionable whether they were... Uh, ever truly hippies at all. Outrage! Moss, we cast you out. Shun Moss for saying such a thing. Uh, uh, a person in my community, and uh, I saw this sort of transformation or transition going from you know, blonde hair, very white, uh, and uh, they dyed their hair. In a sense, they dyed their skin and altered themselves, which I totally can understand, having you know dyed my hair black. But I, I, I was left with this kind of impression of it's like you know, uh oh, you're in a territory. You know, you're you're doing something. I really believe that it was subconscious and unconscious. Um, how is it different from what I did? Because I do think this person was emulating, right? That they were copying um, other white people who were doing this. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, a fake tan and dyeing your hair. But the, but tr the troubling part is say right now, or say if there's this attempt to say, oh yes, I'm Latino or Latinx, or oh, I'm, you know, indigenous and First Nations, uh, or, you know, of mixed race, or something along those lines. And when that, when that is not the fact. So I'm hoping for that person, that I, especially right now, um, that that they drop it, right? And I hope that they have never said, you know, like trying to sort of, you know, I'm cool, I'm not white, I'm, co I'm very cool. Uh, 
because that just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. So what does this have to do with own voices? Well, on one hand, own your voice, which is where I'm at right now, and that's that's difficult. Um, you know, to to come to terms with it, to grapple with it. It's just saying on Twitter today how silent it is and just how many white authors and writers are you know are saying nothing right they're just um ignoring and waiting and two it's like how long do you wait at what point and then two you know and then you get the knock on the door and they drag you away and there's no one to you know stand with you and protect you because they're all gone you know, Moss, isn't that a bit severe? Uh, we do have to stand for something. And if you don't, then you don't, right? If you don't choose a side, that is exactly what you're, you know, you're not, you're not choosing, you're not taking a stance. Perhaps that's what my old friend Eric Dickstein meant. Years ago, he was upset because people weren't taking a side. So, this is me taking a side. Uh, and to going into a culture and being just numb, and then you know, finding myself leaving that culture, critiquing that culture, and feeling a lot better, just generally. The more I talk about it, the, the better I feel. Moss, why do you complain so much? What does this have to do with writing? You know, say, say you're one of the silent and that you, you know, the, the deafening silence and um, you don't want to ruin your, you know, potential sales. Uh, you don't want it to be political. Uh, at what point, like, what is your politics? At what point do you, you know, put down your <laughs> neutrality, right? Step aside. Um, I really do think that, uh, say that the neutral people, um, that they, that they would join, they would, that they are in opposition, right? Um, but they are, you know, shy. They're not, what is it called when, for say a character that they're not active, Right, that you know, these are passive individuals, and they have to be really. It has to be really bad for them to to you know break out of that confining shell and join passive resistance, or say that their writing suddenly shifts. Is it in their writing that they are taking a stand and um, you know opposing opposing? Uh, so we're talking about own voices. So what, how does that affect? I, I was having another conversation, so this would be about two months ago with another writer, and we were just discussing, and too, a white writer, uh, a white female writer, and um, they were saying that, we were discussing, and I said, I said okay, I've got to do this for myself, you know, and they had a deadline and as far as I understood, it was a self-imposed deadline and they did not want to spend the time to make changes. <clears throat> okay, fine. Um, they were conscious of own voices and two, they had instigated the conversation, right? They just asked generally, you know, what, what should I do? Right, I, you know, is it enough? You know that I'm, I'm talking about, you know, racism, and other forms of uh, supremacy. And uh, I responded. But, but we were we we hit this stalemate of, this person had, you know, plans, <laughs> has plans, and. Um, I, I wasn't saying, oh, you, you know, you have to do this, right? Outrage, how dare you have a schedule? Like, no. Um, but it, 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 it was, let's say, I, I was, um, I have to, I need to spend the time 
and uh, be going off uh, on this on this track that I'm on. Um, and two, it's not like say I'm making the track, and uh, it's good. It's good for me. Uh, maybe it will help somebody else break out of their their rut and to you know go off um, on their into the wild. Uh, go to go to it's you know other others have gone this way, but it's it's not the easiest because all of a sudden it's like throwing aside uh, this mantle, this sort of costume and this identity and going, okay, this is not. This is not working out. And, and what is that? Sorry, I'm getting to the point of own voices. So own voices, own voices is where uh, you speak your own voice, right? So I speak my own voice, my identity, ethnicity, you know, uh, white, British. Um, I don't really consider Canadian as something legit, whereas others will be quick to sort of, you know, yes, I'm a settler. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm unsettled. <laughs> I'm very unsettled increasingly. And, and yet, you know, this is my voice. And so that's the option. I had the option of, okay, I'm, you know, I've, I've planned, I've written, I've explored a First Nations character, and I'm still writing that character, but it, it's now, say, I'm writing about the character. I'm not stepping into their shoes, and um, I'm not doing a point of view. That was one of my options, was point of view. And increasingly, it was like, no, own this, but also own my silence and my complicity right and uh, and explore that and so you know how did this happen why did i you know get signed up i thought it was on the i thought you know counterculture and we're just you know impervious to that and i do think that say my family my community wanted to get away and really you know really they're conscious of it, but at the same time, they are ruled by uh, their, whatever you want to call it, programming, um, conditioning. <clears throat> so, so, uh, just for example, right now, you know, my, my parents just totally flipped and went conservative. They flipped out, they sold out, and... It's not, it's not the same as the States, but there is still this um, attraction. Just a sort of a minor example. The conservatives in Canada, uh, they could have had, there was a, a, a black woman, a doctor, and in, she was going, she was gunning for the um, conservative leadership. And uh, instead, of course, they chose a white man. Um, but just for that instant, I was, I was excited. I was like, gosh, you know, <laughs> what, you know, what is happening? And, and wah, wah, you know, anticlimactic, um, maybe suckering people into the party, uh, you know, in hopes, you know, it's like, well, I'm conservative, but you know, I don't like racism, right? That kind of, that mindset, right? Um, and so, like yeah, and so we ha and within Canada we have a rise of um, white supremacy. It's always been here, but um, it's sort of like it's ramping up, even in Canada. It's like we want the same thing that's happening in the United States right now. Uh, you know, um, we want to. Uh, anyways, there we go. So it's happening here too. And too, it's always happening here, right? Uh, and it really is about the response right now. What, what do we want um, versus what do we need? Okay, so back to own voices. So I own my voice, you know, that my main character 
basically is me, you know, or um, to take it all the way that, you know, I, I'm not writing female and uh, I have enjoyed that experience. I, I, I feel that I've learned a lot from writing um, women, from writing, from the point of view, like say of female characters, and the point of view of uh, LGBTQ plus, no, LGBTQ2 uh, plus. And um, women, uh, First Nations, uh, uh, disabled characters, say people whose experience that um, I could imagine, I could guess, I could empathize, but I couldn't really speak to my own experience. Um, a lot of it has been translated and say, oh, well, I know what that's like, right? You know, um, or using my own experiences and giving them to characters and there's a truth in that. But with own voices, it's a decision. A and one response is, you know, yeah, but I want to support, uh, you know, I want to support indigenous writers, for example, you know, like myself, I really want to support, I, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing the death of a language. I'm seeing uh, the extinction of a culture. Um, and, and, and say talking with some people, I get the feeling they're going, oh, it's a language, big deal. And the thing is, is that I've looked at the language and in the language, there are ways of thinking and describing things that are unique. And, and of course, like my favorite one right now is a turtle and, a, and, and the etymology for turtle or yeah, the etymology is uh, a snake house. And, and that's brilliant, right? And, you know, that, we don't have that. You know, that's not the interpretation. Uh, it's beautiful, it's poetic. It doesn't matter, right? Just, you know, the people are still there. Everything's written down. Uh, and two, is it, is it that I empathize with my own loss? and with my, you know, childhood friends loss, my community's loss, um, the continued damage that my community does in its silence. Do, you know, say, is it, what's the connection there? Um, there is a passion, there is a, you know, I wanna help, but by taking on that mantle, we, we have a character in uh, Canadian, I was going to say mythology instead of history, that uh, it was this British guy who's English, and uh, what's his name, Harry? I think it was Harry. But anyways, he uh, he pretended, he took on the, this identity, um, you know, of, of being uh, First Nations, and his name was Grey Owl, and... I, I, I've returned to the character a number of times. Originally, I had learned about the character and they were being promoted. This guy was being promoted as like, you know, he's a great First Nations guy. And then, you know, indigenous, right? And, and uh, you know, he loves nature, right? He's one with, the, one with the trees. And then later finding out, no, I mean, yes, loves trees, but this guy, you know, he's, he's putting on, he's uh, identifying. He didn't want to be English and British, and uh, in, instead he wanted to, you know, identify, to transform, to become this other uh, person. Uh, interesting exploration. There is actually a movie out there with uh, Pierce Bronson and uh, as as Grey Owl, as the British guy who is pretending to be um, Indigenous Canadian. And I really don't know how they made that movie. Like, say, who, who wrote off on it and said it was, you know, this is okay to, to do this. You just have to go check on the, check on the chips here. They're probably, they're probably all burnt up and stuff like that. Moss, be optimistic. So let's just get that off the heat. And, uh... We'll just let that sit for a second, I guess. Optimism. 
Uh, th this is like right up there with, like what? Um, this is up there with blackface. Um, this is up there with uh, really the the story, the news that I heard recently. It's uh, horrific. It's not the first time this has happened, and it's probably not going to be the last. Um, but say for me, it's horrific because because I could I could see. I, I imagine I imagine the story of this person how just say at some kind of party, you know, they're maybe going to university, it could have been even high school, and rather than being what they are, and I believe they were Jewish, they had said that they were um they, it was like say Hispanic, there was something else going on, and uh so that you know that they were able to get into uh, that community, they were able to connect with people, and uh, I, I think it's that you know that the lie is built on and built on and built on. Uh, you know, a little <laughs> there we go, a little white lie, and it's such a weird thing too. Like say, the diversity uh, in the Jewish diaspora that. You know, I, uh, there's a wonderful um, collector of science fiction and fantasy, science fiction and fantasy in Canada, um, Peter, and anyways, Peter, and say, you know, when I first met Peter, I'm going, you know, he's white, and at some point, you know, I learned that, you know, he's Jewish. And there's, um, there was something already, you know, I have a, uh, I'm not going to say that, but anyways, there's that, that, you know, that moment. And yet I've met, uh, Jewish people who are quite Mediterranean, um, even say going into, uh, Middle Eastern and, um, my friend, okay. My friend Eric, for example, is, um, closer to that. Um, yeah. So, it, it, it's along, say, the, the lines of, say, passing. But it was horrific because this person went on um, using this, uh, you know, this, uh, the label, the um, uh, identity and identifying with it that in this weird way that they were more than who they were right that by hiding uh their ethnicity their history um that they yeah so it's it just weird and that they actually oppressed i would say that they, they oppressed a woman of color a black woman uh and um indigenous woman um latino woman that she stood in the way. She criticized them. She, she, you know, she, um, she critiqued them. So this happened in the United States, and just recently, uh, they got found out and rushed to the internet to to, um, you know, say, well, I'm mentally ill, and so on and so forth. Uh, I don't care about the person. I don't like what they did. Uh, but more so say that they could do it and that they did do it. Uh, yeah, I don't care about the excuse. And it really came off like that. Own voices. She did not own her voice. And um, I understand I'm from that place. I don't want to be what I am. And uh, I suspect a lot of us don't. But thank, you know, thank goodness there are people out there who who are contra contradicting, contrasting supremacy and saying, no, you know, be who you are and um, celebrate it. And, but at the same time, in that celebration, celebrate, you know, when you're celebrating yourself, you are celebrating others. You're, cele you're celebrating the, the self in others, the I-ness, the, the whatever you want to call it, uh, the humanity to make of yourself, you know, uh, 
then you can see it in others, which is the flip, which is a weird thing. That's a, that's a strange thing to turn upside down. Uh, and it's awesome when it happens on a, on a good day. Okay, so Owen Voices, how does this apply to writing? So, uh, my task was, it's not just about writing from where you're at. So let's say you are, um, <clears throat> no, I've got to come back to myself. So it's sort of, the, you know, my job is to write from where I'm, I'm at. So I'm not going to write, um, you know, I am disabled, but say um, it's a particular kind of disability. And I'm going to write from, I am writing from that perspective rather than I'm editing from that perspective. And, and it, it doesn't stop there though. Um, own voices, like I said, you acknowledge in others, right? You know, saying if if I'm validating this, if I'm empowering where I'm at, right? That that potential is also happening in in other characters, and that there is this diversity, this equity of diversity, in the other characters in the story. It's not what I had planned. I I wanted to, uh, and two, that's a good word, you know, a difference. Like I desired to uh, alternate between points of view. So I would have my main characters, um, this diversity, it would be a shared diversity. And then I was going to go through and um, inhabit those characters. And I've chosen not to do that. Um, I need to uh, have the diversity and, and yet respect it. And uh, one of the greatest compliments I, I, I keep hearing is when people say that uh, a character is written and they're a human being. There's no cliche, there's no stereotype. Uh, they're just like you and I. And there's not this weird moment like, say, in, in Canada, there's this First Nations um, just cliche. Uh, you have, say, white writers who are writing a First Nations character, an Indigenous character. And, but it's, it's that angle, right? It's not that they are a person. It's, you know, they're, they're native. They're, you know, native Canadian. Uh, and they speak a certain way, and they... Um, they do, like say, I, I saw a video today, um, uh, somebody had shared, and it's this guy up north, and he's, you know, he's just filming YouTube, uh, showing how he's doing various things, uh, and he's First Nations, uh, but it, it's this stark contrast. Somebody could go in and go, yeah, well, but, you know, listen to that accent, and I'm going... I don't know what you're talking about. There's, you know, I don't, I'm not getting a sense of, all I'm getting is a sense of somebody's prejudice, right? And pointing out an accent and yeah, but that doesn't make the person. And, and there is this narrative going on in Canada where, where that exists. Not all, not all white writers are doing that. And uh, yet some are, you know, some, I don't know if you would say playing the race card, but differentiating and saying, oh, this person's an other, capital O, and not same. Uh, there's all kinds of questions there. Uh, and one of the recommendations I just got, no, about a month ago, uh, was to contact local elders. And so that's something happening right now is uh, reaching out to this community, telling them what I'm doing, and, um, you know, in a sense asking for permission, but also just sort of say, uh, you know, guidance, you know, is there something, you know, is, is there something that, that I need to know? Or, yeah, because I do. Um, I, I need to know, I need to know, I need, and to convey, to listen, to share, um, I need that. I don't want it. 
I really don't. <laughs> it's upsetting. And it's like, you know, you, come on, Moss. You know, just, just be upset and uh, do, do this thing. It's like, yeah, but this is not the novel I want to write. It's, this is the novel you need to write. Um, yeah. And two, I keep coming back to, you know, there's no money in this. This is just um, being human and, and decent and um, civilized. What a strange thing to, to live in an uncivilized country that's, that's constantly trying to convince everybody that it's civilized, right? You know, say, yes, we are good. We are civilized. And then, you know, just horror after horror. <laughs> it's like it's two different countries probably three so so the perfect dynamic is that you have <clears throat> six characters you're you're writing from your you know uh is it 16% right if you have 100% then it's 16% 16% and you're writing from your 16% uh you know, you're going to have 50% of those characters are female. Uh, you're going to have, uh, I, I like to sort of, you know, just keep it going and, and get 50% uh, LGBTQ plus and um, disabled. At the moment for me, I'm, I'm counting my disability, right? And... Uh, there's a focus because it's point of view and uh, it's interesting too because say you know that's something that uh, that I wrestle with you know that I know it's my own prejudice against others that that um, what I've got is not a disability right or I should buck up buck up son you know um, take it like a man kind of you know garbage you know, we're all, you know, it's, it's you know, we're all, we all have a hard life. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so it's a mix, but it's also, it's also, what is it? It's not about proportionality. It's about, um, it's about this, like I said, it's like equity. It's like this 16% for, as far as the racial, racial groups and, um, to, to be conscious at the very least. And so that's the goal as I'm interpreting, as I'm hearing, as I'm thinking about it and, and going forward. Ma, so you're really going to change everything uh, for, you know, this own voices? Like, you know, you're not going to be writing about these social issues. You're not going to, you know... You know, you're not really, you know, say my original um, First Nations, uh, First Nations, female um, character. Yeah, you know, that's, I'm not going to be sort of, it, it won't be the window, the window uh, of her world. Um, and there's this resistance. I have this resistance to that, that I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to look at myself don't want to be thinking about uh, being um, white and uh, yeah yeah even say from the perspective of hippie kid uh, grows up and it's it's sort of it's not enough right it doesn't it doesn't fix everything you know I can't just sort of go you know well you know I was I was conceived in the counterculture, and so therefore, every you know, it's not my problem. I'm not responsible. Um, yeah, my hands are clean, and that's not the case. Uh, going back to earlier, uh, uh, to choose silence in the face of of the horrific, and not in the sense of horror, like say writing, but actual, you know, real. Uh, honest to goodness um, crimes against humanity and uh, that's happening Moss what are you talking about 
you know, today our, our, a First Nations person is, is um, going to be killed. That's statistics, right? Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not yesterday, but uh, today. And, you know, that's, that's not okay. That's not okay. That's not what we're sending out to people on our um, tourism. Yes, come to Canada. And, you know, and, you know, our First Nations person is going to die. And, uh, you know, proportionally way off the charts. You know, this is, it's, um, you know, <laughs> and it's going to be a police officer who, who kills this human being. And uh, that human being will most likely be mentally ill, right? Uh, in distress, in crisis. <clears throat> um, yeah, and it's, it's not good enough. And, uh, oh, yeah, okay. And two, it's the, it's the contrast of writing something that means very little versus writing something that means a lot. And this means a lot um, to me personally. And uh, it's also in response to the community that doesn't speak out and you know doesn't um, take care of business. So this is me, me cleaning up, me cleaning up. And uh, I, I, I could, I already have, I already am being punished for it in, in the sort of, in the broader sense. And uh, it, it's, it's very much though, it, it, like say, at what point do you finally say, okay, enough is enough. And this is, it, it was already unacceptable, but allowing other people to justify, you know, and say, you know, oh, don't worry about it. We're taking care of it. No, no, that's, that's not the reality. Right, you know, and um, who is in power? Am I in power? Are we in power? Do I have a say? Is this truly a democracy? You know, do I have a voice? Um, to to what degree? And um, already, that's you know, I'm I'm experiencing that. How do you how do you mean, Moss? The um, the person that I voted for who who got in. And so this is sort of like one fragment of, of representation. They don't represent me. They have not, like I've reached out to them, silence. They have nothing to say on um, representing me. They don't represent me. They used me. And, uh, you know, I'm just a number. And so, so even with... Um, you know, the precious beauty that is democracy of one thing that, uh, you know, it, it attempts to, to <laughs> because really it's one thing that is split in half and then, you know, the two sides are, you know, making all these deals and stuff. And you know, I'm going to represent you. Um, own voices. So I have a diversity of equity in these characters. Um, one of the responses is that's not organic, right? Starting off with this plan, um, this framework, you know, that say, uh, well, no, right? That's not natural. You should just sit down and write, right? You know, and it doesn't matter what character you're writing about, you know, um, it doesn't matter your own biases. And that really is what it's about, is, say, prejudices. Going back to the friend of the family person in my community that when they dyed their hair and um, stained their skin, right, you know, used fake tan, that, you know, that was the point. That was the point was to, to become something. And I, I do understand that. Um, but that say right now it, it would be inappropriate and uh, why because the biases i know the biases and i i suspect that i have a, a slightly 
clearer understanding, just slightly, um, than say somebody who's who's in the superculture or the monoculture outside, and so there is a a perspective. What is it? Objective. There is an objective perspective versus the subjective perspective, um, where you don't even question these things. You know, you're doing the right thing. We have um, a part of really it's a part of Vancouver and it's called the British Properties and we have always known that the British Properties it's British and it's for British people and by British people I don't mean you know black British people and I don't mean Asian British people and uh, I don't mean you know whatever brand of British uh, this this is for white um, white people. And, and that's, that's the, say, the marker. It's not even about being British. It's about your race. You know, so you can get a place there. You can get a property there. And you'll be in a white neighborhood. Holy freak out. Right? You know, people are surprised that uh, that is still going on. And there's a move to stop that from happening. The, but the thing is, is that it's always happening. And it's part of the, um, it's part of the culture. It's part of the the mindset. Um, we are racist. Canadians are racist. I won't talk about the United States. I'll talk about um, this is Canada, and that's the normal. And um, you can you can dodge the bullet all you want, but. <laughs> But you're, you're carrying it. It's like, you know, the, you know you've been shot and it's, it's stuck in you and it's infected this bullet. And um, I'm, just, I'm just going through sort of all my firearm safety. And it's like, there was something about bullets and cartridges and, and um, you know, you've got to use the right terminology for all of that. Blah, blah, blah. So that, that, that's a small example. It's 2020. And in Vancouver, there is a, a racist, you know, racist, and two, it's on the books, right? There's this agreement contract that um, there will only be whites in this particular neighborhood. Oh, and we're going to fight about it. Um, and two, this is, but it has the same feel of the uh, war memorial in Oakville, uh, back east, a place called Oakville. And so there's a graveyard. And there's a memorial, and I'm probably already done now. Um, no, we're actually in the crisis. So we have a Nazi war memorial uh, in Canada, and it's not like say who controls that. It's not. Um, it's not civic. It's not civic, and it's not provincial, and it's federal. And it's weird because with a snap of the fingers this, you know, memorial can be destroyed. And it's a story. It's like, who, who did this? And it, it was done by uh, Nazis who came to Canada. And uh, they constructed this uh, war memorial for their comrades. And so... <laughs> and too, this is not new, right? This is stuff that's, you know, it, it crops up. People forget about it, right? You know, and we're all outraged and... You know, let's tear it down. It seems like I have to show up with a sledgehammer to get things done. Like, say, that it's just so, what is it, the banality of evil? Bureaucracy, right? That the bureaucracy is just so dense. And it allows for outrage. But then, you know, we move on and we're talking about the next thing, right? Say, oh, hey, did you see that... Uh, what is it? The throne speech was, I think, yesterday. And yes, we have a throne and we have a speech. And uh, the Queen's representative is uh, telling us what we're doing. And uh, surprise, <laughs> we have a queen and she's white. She's very white. But her granddaughter-in-law is, is black. So that, that makes everything okay. And um, <laughs> it's a step, isn't it, Moss? You know, it's, it's yeah. Anyways, 
Uh, own voices. So. The, the response to writers that, writer, yeah, writers that are saying, but I want to, right? Um, I, want to, I want to save, right? I, I want to tell a story about these, um, these people who need my help. And uh, I want, I, you know, that's enough to, what is it? Um, and the contrast to that desire is I, I heard one writer saying that they've read um, books by writers of that um, racial identity, ethnicity, and that, you know, that are not good. Uh, you know, that, oh, well, we should allow, say, a white writer to write, you know, a story with a black uh, point of view character, a black protagonist, because they're a, they're a story, a good storyteller, right? People enjoy their writing and their stories. And you, you ought to be feeling something at that point, uh, because you know that's not the point. It's not about a good book, good storytelling. Um, and two, that is such an illusion. That is such a a con job of of what is good. I'll tell you what is good. I'll tell you what is good. I'll, what is good? What is good writing and good literature is so complicated and so complex that people hate it, right? Let's take it all the way. Let's take it to, you know, classic literature that nobody reads. Uh, and by nobody, I mean people and not scholars. Moss, are you saying scholars are not people? Context, right? We, we read for enjoyment. We read for pleasure. Yeah, we read nonfiction books and we, you know, we, we learn to, you know, history, right? We say we're reading about something and, uh, and yet there's a pleasure there. There's this involvement, a conversation. But what is good? And, you know, who defines that? You know, who says? Who says that it's... I don't like, I don't like reading memoirs because they're real. And uh, I don't want to read something and be absolutely wrecked by it. Um, Perhaps it's, you know, uh, in the past, you know, uh, reading things and just, you know, tragedies. And say, why? You know, why? I don't, uh, it, yeah. That's not to say that I, of course, I need to, uh, I need to know about, you know, things that are going on. But I've got to have this balance um, as well. Okay, so own voices. Uh, we're moving into the, the final act of this episode. And uh, a, a group is saying we want a certain type of quote unquote good writing and that that's okay to bring in, you know, is to, to validate writers. Uh, my example is Spider Robinson's um, Telempath. And I loved it, and uh, I didn't get cliche. Uh, even even though there are say there's a relationship in that book with the uh, you know black main character. Uh, this was written back in early seventies, nineteen seventies. So so one thing that could be said is well okay you know there's not a lot of representation. Um, but on the flip side, you know, there's this, it too, it's a contemporary critique. I don't know. I would have to go talk to an elder. I would have to go talk to a black elder and say, what do you think about this? And I don't know. That's the thing. And I think ultimately that's the, that's the, that's the critique of um, not own voices. The, the critique the thing that Own Voices is saying is like, hey, if you want to help out, uh, hold up, you know, uh, raise up, um, broadcast, uh, lift, you know, um, 
celebrate black writers, black authors, right? Encourage, um, hey, start up a... <laughs> and, but anyways, I, I want to say start a publishing house and it's, you know, and it's, it's just for, right? Or say it's, you know, it's a not for whites. This is, you know, or say some focus and to, you know, encourage and to create opportunity. Also, if we're talking about what's good, well, then share and help and edit and, uh, you know, make it possible. Um, yeah, I'm still stuck on good. And uh, because, you know, I've, you know, I've been in university classes. I've seen good. I've seen painful, painful good. And it's difficult to read and um, it's a marvel, right? It's complex, you know, it's, it takes decades to, to do. Uh, and then somewhere, you know, some, some scholar is saying, you know, yes, yes, that's good, that's good. The thing is, is that it's not good and it doesn't make for um, a bestseller. And yeah, so there we go. Uh, be suspicious anytime somebody says that they, that they know what is good. <laughs> they put their stamp of approval on it. Um, and that's something, is, is to, to make that shift and to be doing own voices in, in a racist, in a, in a white supremacist society, in, um, in, in that kind of environment, to to be embracing own voices, that's not good. That's not good for sales. That's not, you know, that doesn't make you friends in the industry, right? Um, they're going, you know, wait a second. Okay, so you're doing, you're doing a white character, but you really are laying emphasis on the, the diversity, the equity, right? Uh, but, and, you know, and also that your character is interacting and there's no stereotypes. Where are the stereotypes, right? Where's the token black? guy right who's gonna die I, I i just saw a movie recently and it's still happening right um and i and i keep coming back to no you know no it's not it's not it's not the the black guy black woman it's not uh it's not an indigenous person it's not um uh lgbtq plus two it's not uh, the disabled person. No, it's the white person. The white person is going to die. In, in my, in my, that's, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. It's painful. I see it again and again and again and again. Uh, yeah. So own voices, it's not good. It's not good. It's needed. But, you know, as far as our culture in the North American sense, uh, Gosh, everywhere, you know, it's needed. It's bad. It's a bad, bad thing. And um, I'm saying that from, you know, somebody who, um, you know, I'm up to my neck in racism. Uh, you know, I'm... It, it demeans. It demeans and grades you. And... If, if you don't stand up, like, if you don't stand up, if you don't say anything, you know, that, that's what it is. It's like people talk about self-esteem all the time. And I'm, I'm flipping on the opposite and going, no, it's not about, I just saw today, um, Laura Sapala, and uh, sorry if I got the name wrong, but um, she, she's down in San Francisco, and I saw a quote today and it was it was totally about that and it's like no it's not about you know getting better right it, it's not about you know oh you know yeah now i'm worth something right your your self-worth your esteem um no uh you know <laughs> the best thing you could do is stand up you know and point out this you know the inequity point out the racism uh don't, you know, don't accept it. Don't sell out for nothing because that's, that's, you know, good. 
right? Uh, you know, yeah, I got a bestseller. That's good. I totally had to sell out, but um, and two, that's me. You know, I really tried to sell out. Uh, I whitewashed, and uh, it didn't work. You know, it's going. It's supposed to work though. Uh, yeah. So we're we're in the last final battle, and um, you know the psychomachia of myself versus me, and yourself versus you. Uh, own voices. Um, do we have to do it? No, of course not. Um, I would argue we need to do it. That there's a really, really good reason. Um, it it. In, in that response, you know, it's, it's saying something about your character. If you do nothing, uh, also, too, if you just, you know, promote racism with, say, like, using tokens, token characters or stereotypes, right, that you proliferate, is that the right word? That you're creating uh, more of the same oh, racism, basically it's saying, you know, oh, racism doesn't exist. Uh, sexism doesn't exist, right? La, 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 right? I'm just, I'm just pouring this out into the page and without a thought. And, you know, it's only just, I'm perpetuating the same thing over and over again. People like this, so I'm going to give them what they like. Um, I mentioned the video of the First Nations guy up north, and I, I've, I've got, I've got that prejudice. It's part of me. I don't know where it came from. No, I do know where it came from. My grandparents. That's the obvious. But there's the subtle, subtle racism, and um, that the the fact that, like, say, it's never really going to be gone that you could argue, say, that the hardwiring is there, but I don't mean that. I, I, I'm talking about, say, just the sociological, you know, the, the way that culture works, the way that this has been, the system has been set up. And in Canada, we, we glorify, and we, you know, when we say, oh, we're so good, multiculturalism, right? You know, we're not racist. Um, and, and yet that's not true. And we actually have people in Canada saying, you know, that Canada is so wonderful, right? Uh, that, you know, it's a good place. It's a good place, right? Just don't talk about, you know, just don't talk about, you know, cops killing First Nations people or mentally ill and on and on. Black people, you know, getting, you know, stopped every day just because they're black right it's like oh well we got to stop them in canada uh and and to li kind of living in this like, false utopia um right so we're moving into final last words and yeah got time for a couple last words of uh, it's lovely to have the freedom to explore and to tell uh, a plot and a story, to have a narrative and, and voice these things. Um, it is dangerous. Uh, I'm just thinking of the author and he wrote, oh, I think it's Solomon Rushdie, and he wrote The Satanic Verses and he had a fatwa put on his head. And we do that as well. It's interesting to sort of distinguish and say, us and them, right? Oh, they do that kind of barbaric stuff. And so do we. Canada, peaceful protest, white supremacists, nationalists, neo-Nazis show up and start beating them up. And the cops are just standing by. And we're, and, and we're waiting for the arrests. We're waiting for the arrests to happen. And, and there's just this snide comment about how um, 
you know, it's free speech. Of course it's free speech. We're talking about the violence, you know. Um, standing by, right, these cops standing by, you know, sort of, well, you know, we're not going to do anything about it. And um, I don't want that. Uh, it'll probably be turned into the case of where they're not going to turn up. Like, say, when I actually do uh, need them, not want them, when I need them, when it's an actual violent, you know, some kind of violent emergency, some kind of um, thing, and I call them up and they go, oh, yeah, you're the guy who was criticizing us and telling us we couldn't do what we wanted to do, right? You know, and, you know, <laughs> we have a right to kill whoever we want to kill, right? We are protected under law. Um, are those my final last words? If, if, if you're not moved, there's something wrong with your human, humanity. And there's something wrong with your mental health in the sense that, you know, if you're not valuing others, then you're not valuing yourself, right? If you're saying, I am more important than, than the other, you've devalued yourself. And uh, that is the reason to choose other voices. Own voices. Whoops. Everybody else is doing other voices. <laughs> if you're not doing own voices, you're doing other voices. Uh, so, so, and yet we have the freedom. So on that note, I will uh, say adieu.